This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. About miracle measures and supernatural supplies, and today's title would be a higher power. Uh, Acts. We're moving over into the book of Acts. We're in the book of Acts. First chapter. We could go home right there. We're, we're in the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit's going to lead and guide us into the truths that are in the book of Acts. We're in the book of Acts. Turn to Acts. Are you at Acts yet? <laughs> Everyone say Acts. Praise God. Uh, Verse 1. In the former account which I prepared, O Theophilus, I made it a continuous report dealing with all the things which Jesus began to do and to teach until the day when he ascended after he through the Holy Spirit had instructed and commanded the apostles, special messengers whom he had chosen. Now this accounting is uh, uh, Dr. Luke. it is the author of the book of Acts. Now he said that he's that he uh, is dealing with all the things that Jesus began to do and teach that he had seen, been eyewitness to, had experienced, encountered for himself with Jesus personally and the other and the apostles. In uh, uh, from the beginning, Jesus' ministry until the time he said when Jesus ascended. Uh, but he ascended after he through the Holy Spirit had instructed. Now, here's the precedent for us. Now Jesus instructs through the Holy Spirit. Now, why is that important? Because uh, now Jesus was teaching and preaching and working, uh, anointed, the Bible says, by the Holy Spirit. And he, he example showed them the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but he couldn't communicate through the Spirit inside of them. Are you listening? Uh, like he was going to and brought them to this place where he said this in, in John 14 chapter. He said, now the Holy Spirit, he said, uh, is with you. He's, he's with you because he's on me and in me uh, and I'm with you. He said, but he is going to. He is going to not just be with you. He's going to be in you. And this is the, the place where we're at here. It says, To them also, the apostle, he showed himself alive after his passion, his suffering in the garden and on the cross by a series of many convincing demonstrations. Everybody say demonstrations. Now the Amplified goes further than that. It says, This were the demonstrations were unquestionable evidences and infallible proofs. 
appearing to them during 40 days and talking to them about the things of the kingdom of God. Uh, and while being in their company and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, you have heard me speak. Now, they weren't in Jerusalem. They were, uh, uh, they were outside on the Mount of Olives. But it says, for John baptized with water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized with, placed in, introduced into the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, not many days from now. One translation says, and soon. Everyone say, and soon. Now, now listen, now, listen, this is a new measure. This is a new way uh, uh, for him and for them. Uh, things had changed. Everything changed. So everything is changing and everything will be changed. Amen. Now, it says, so when they were assembled, they asked him, Lord, is this the time you'll reestablish the kingdom, restore it to Israel? See, he had taught extensively on the kingdom of God. But here again, they're bringing their measures. See, God can say a thing to us and then we're bringing our own understanding to it and bringing our measure. And they're saying, you know, well, we thought the kingdom uh, was going to come when you're alive, but then you died. And boy, were we disappointed. Now you're raised from the dead. Are you going to bring the kingdom now? <laughs> Are you hearing? Is this the time now? You know, I mean, surely everybody will uh, follow you. Now you're raised from the dead, you know. And, and, and here Jesus is, and he's about to take off. Let's read a little bit further, shall we? Uh, he said to them, let me paraphrase this. Stop using your own measure. It is not for you to become acquainted with and know what time brings. The things and the events of time and their definite periods or fixed years and seasons, their critical niche in time which the Father has appointed, fixed and reserved by his own choice and authority and personal power. Now see, a lot of times when, when we're, we're bringing our own understanding, it is in accordance with time and ours is always from, you know, this side up. And God's just saying, you know, there's some stuff I've reserved, uh, the Father has reserved the specific critical times of each step in this plan. Every uh, PowerPoint of this plan, God has said... Uh, it's within my own personal power. And when you need to know, you will know. But it's not for you to know unless I show it to you. So quit getting hung up on the time. Oh, that'll preach a while. But we need to move right along. Amen. But he said, but here's what I do want you to focus on. You stop being distracted with knowing uh, do you do understand this? What they were looking for was what is the end of the culmination of everything when Jesus sets up his kingdom on this earth. That's what they were asking. They said, is this the time that that's going to happen? He said, no, that's not for you to know. That's in the Father's personal power. There are some things that have to happen. So he said, here's what I want you to focus on. But you shall receive power. Ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the very bounds of the earth. The title of this message today is Higher Power. 
Now he said, you shall receive power when? Well, when the Holy Spirit, what the Father has promised, has come upon you. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And the purpose of that power is to be my witnesses. The power of God is what he's talking about here. This is beyond you feeling good in a service. He didn't say nothing. Go have a church service. Y'all feel good. Do a Jericho march. Uh, uh, sing your hearts out. A bunch of you get slain in the Holy Ghost. And you know just. No. He, this, was, this was a. <laughs> this was an instruction for them. And. And he was talking about the power of God. Ability, efficiency, and might. The, actually the Greek word is dunamis. And it's from the word dunamea. And it means, the dunamea means to be able or possible. Can do. Be possible, be of power. That's the root of it. Now dunamis actually means, he said, this is what you're going to receive. It's, it's, you're going to, it's going to come out of my ability and, and my possible, my can do, the, the, the be possible that I am, the be of power that I am, what I'm going to take that and I'm going to release that to you. And I want you to have an expectation. This dunamis that I'm releasing to you is a force that is specifically miraculous power. I'm not making this up now. This is what, it, this is what it's translated directly out of the Greek. He said, you're going to receive a force that is specifically miraculous power. It is usually, the usual implication is by a miracle itself. You're going to receive miraculous power out of a miracle itself. I am going to myself come into yourself. And he said, it's, a, it's my ability will be your ability. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you ability out of my... You're going to have my ability. My abundance. And it means this. Listen. Uh, listen. Abundance of power. All right. The meaning might, mightily, and mighty deed. Everybody say deed. Deeds, see. Uh, it, it, he says, You will receive this miraculous power. He said, You'll be a worker of miracle and miracles. Power, strengthen, violence, mighty, wonderful work. That's all under the definition of what he, when he said, You shall receive power, that was their understanding and expectation, and they had seen that example in him. All right. Now, it, when he had said this, even as they were looking at him, he was caught up, and a cloud received and carried him away out of their sight. And while they were gazing intently into heaven as he went, all right, here's, here's what they were doing, was uh, they, were, uh, they were staring intently into heaven, trying to figure out how and what and all of that. Now, you know, Jesus answered the question, is this the time? He laughed. 
He was saying, not now. I'm going to heaven. You're staying here. But I want you to don't do anything until you, rec- you do what I tell you. You go to Jerusalem and you wait for the promise of the Father. We're in agreement on the earth for the promise of the Father to be given. Amen. Now, immediately, I need you to see this. Immediately, they're in a new measure because we now have immediate interactions with angelic messengers. Hmm? There's an immediate interaction, interruption by God of them, you know. How is it, you know, that we can find ourselves in the same way, the whole church world, staring into heaven, looking for the same Jesus? Are you listening to do it the same way? Hallelujah. Trying to figure it all out. And we're happy being spectators. I'm looking for a building, just looking for a building. I'm looking for a building, built by the Lord. I'm looking for a building, you know. I mean, I'm looking for my Jesus, yeah, looking for my Jesus. I'm looking for the same one, what was before. No, now listen. Spectators. Spectating. And immediately God sends an interruption and a disruption. Angelic. Are you listening? Hell, that's a good way to get started right there. Amen. And we have no expectation of heaven on the earth to the degree like even Jacob. I mean, while he was still called Jacob before he got changed to Israel, laid his head on a rock in a field and saw angels going up and angels coming down. And we got, anyhow. God's first interaction with Jacob, he said, whom I love. He was the one anointed with the numerous, with the prosperous and numerous anointing on his life. Amen. First thing God ever showed him in his own life personally was the angelic realm. Are you listening? The heavenly realm. The movement of God in that time. Glory be to God. All right. So he said, while they were gazing, it says two, it says, I like this. As he went, behold, two men dressed in white robes Suddenly, everyone say suddenly. Suddenly stood. Suddenly, God interrupted their distraction. God disrupted their their, uh, uh, spectating speculations. Oh, I thought it was, but God says no. He He said, why do you stand gazing into heaven? This same Jesus who was caught away and lifted up from among you into heaven, will return in just the same way in which you saw him go to heaven. Now in that one statement, you understand when God says something, he always calls the end from the beginning. Isn't that right? He said, now Jesus 
uh, everything, they immediately would have known everything Jesus told you before has come true. But now here's the thing. He, he told you this. He said there is coming the kingdom where he's physically going to come back and set that up here on the earth. You're going to see him in the heaven just like you've seen him go. You're going to see him come again. But with that goes this. In the meantime, do what I told you. It says then they awakened and they were alert. I mean, they got out of the gaze and the days and, the, and, and they woke up as like, hey, it says then the disciples went back to Jerusalem from the hill called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem on a Sabbath day, journeyed three quarters of a mile away. And when they'd entered the city, they mounted the stairs to the upper room where they, indefinite, where they were indefinitely, where they were indefinitely, where they were indefinitely, where they're indefinitely staying. In other words, we're staying and we're praying till we got what we came for, where we told us to wait. We're going to wait as long as it takes till we get what he told us. He promised us. Now there's where we don't got no power. Because we ain't willing to wait indefinitely. We got a time frame and God had just, Jesus had just, I mean went past an instruction, got into a correction, almost over into rebuke, said listen up now, the timing is not what's your deal. You do what I told you and you be found doing the last thing I told you. Now understand who he had, how they had to go through their own process. Every one of them had denied him. A form of godliness, but still denying the power thereof. Here we are, the church. When the pressure gets on, we cave. When the pressure, are you listening, of the persecution comes and we got to have a backbone and stand up for the supernatural thing that God is doing, the miraculous measure, standing up for this Jesus. Come on now. And being willing to back it up with some power. Amen. There's denial. Well, now I wouldn't want to go over there to a church like that. You know, they stay a long time and they dance around and ooh. That makes me uncomfortable. Give me three verses out of the hymnal and a pew to hang on to. Come on now. Are you listening? Let it all be predictable. Let it all just, don't pull nothing fancy now, preacher. Don't want no suddenly, see. We're trying to live nice, comfortable, convenient lives. And we don't want no disruption from God. <laughs> Hallelujah. There was a, a fella uh, uh, that was a chauffeur. He was sent to the airport to meet the Pope. Pope came in on the uh, plane and he brought the limousine and, and uh, picked up the Pope. And the Pope said, now listen, I need you to do me a favor. He said, I never get to drive anymore. Everybody drives me around. He said, I want to drive. And the chauffeur said, I'm going to tell you what now. I just don't know about that. I'm not really comfortable with that. He goes, come. And he said, but the Pope was insisting. He said, please, please, let me drive. I never get to and I want to. He said, all right, I'm uncomfortable. So, so the Pope got up front and he got in the back. And, and uh, the Pope was just enjoying himself. I mean, he was just having a time. And uh, he got to driving, uh, you know, uh, 
And uh, uh, he got a little exuberant. I mean, he got to really having a good time. And he went, you know, past over the line and the, and the police uh, siren come up behind the stop. They pulled him over. And he got up there and he saw who it was. And he said, just, just, just a minute, I'll be right back. So he called in on the radio. He said, chief, he said, uh, uh, we've got a problem. And uh, the chief said, well, you're talking about a problem. He said, he said, suppose, he said, that you pulled somebody over. He said, and this was somebody really important. He goes, you mean, he said, important? He said, yeah, important, really important. He said, you mean in, in, important like the mayor? And he goes, oh, above the mayor. He said, well, how, how far above the mayor? And he said, you mean important like the governor? And he goes, oh, more, more important than the governor. And he said, more important than the governor? He said, he, said, he said, you mean, he said, the president? And he said, oh, he said, higher and more important than the president. And he said, he said who could be more important than the president? And he said, oh, the officer said, well, I'll tell you what, I don't know exactly, he said, but I'll tell you what. He goes, he's got the Pope driving him around. It must be God. <laughs> you know God's willing to interrupt things swap things around (laughs) anyhow (laughs) we got to get back where we were don't we you never know where God might show up and show up It said then they moved. They knew exactly what to do. It said they got up there in that upper room. And all these with their minds in full agreement. Devoted themselves steadfastly to prayer. Waiting together. And they were waiting though indefinitely. In other words they absolutely had come to the place. Where they were. Where they, and they were prepared inwardly and outwardly. Really as they said we can't do anything. We've just come through. We denied them. We scattered. I mean, first sign of trouble, we run off. Every one of us denied it. When we got back together, we were scared as rabbits hiding in a room. He had to come through. the. We wouldn't even answer the knock, so he didn't bother the knock. He had to come through the wall. And the Bible says he wasn't too friendly about it. He rebuked them for their unbelief. Because he had told them. Because he had told them. He could have paraphrased it like this. You had my word on it. I expected you to believe my word. You had my word on it. Amen. Well. The father promised. I like this though. Uh, See. They went with. Uh. There was a supernatural supply through angelic uh, uh, visitation. Uh, a message from angels. And it took that. There's some things that it's just going to take some shaking to get some waking. Because this spectator business, I'm telling you, it, it has settled in. 
on the majority of the church. Are you listening? Amen. It's even more prevalent in a big church than it is in a little church. A lot of times people won't want to go, won't, won't want to, uh, will go to a big church because it makes it easy for them to spectate. It's not required that they participate. But in a smaller setting, it, your life is challenged to be a participator versus a spectator. Uh, all of that, see? Are you listening? Amen. Nothing against that. As I believe that God has big in mind. I believe God has bigger in mind than what we do. He wants to win uh, Jerusalem. Notice he didn't say your church house. He didn't say the synagogue. You're going to be a witness in the synagogue down on 9th Street. He said you're going to be a witness in all of Jerusalem. And Samaria. And Judea. In the uttermost parts of the earth. I've got bigger things in mind for your witness than what you're thinking about. All right. Well, chapter 2 says, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, everybody say, fully come. Well, so it had to have been the space of about at least 10 days or so there because it said he appeared to them for 40 days and told them do this and, and Pentecost is the 50th day. So it wasn't just, they weren't in an hour of prayer meeting. Oh Lord, if it, I can't go to nothing for 10 days. I mean, what about my job, my cat, my dog, my wife, my, you know. Anyhow. When suddenly. Suddenly. I told you God I don't like surprises. We got to get off of this suddenly stuff. Here we are fresh out of the gate. And suddenly angels are appearing. Here we are in a prayer meeting. Suddenly. The Holy Ghost shows up. Suddenly there's a sound. This, are you listening? You, I mean, think about with God. You know, we preached last week about what's, what's one more night when we've waited 400 years. Well, think about God. <laughs> I'm ready. Don't make me say, thus saith the Lord. It's like God saying, thus saith the Lord. I'm ready. I'm more ready than you are. If I can just get you positioned for some power, I'm ready to pour myself into you and through you into, out into the street and into the world. Now, now listen, not just any self. They heard the word power like we just heard it. I'm going to miraculously put my miraculous power on the inside of you. And I'm going to fill you to overflowing. And the first words out of your mouth, even if you don't understand them, that's the thing about other tongues, beyond your intellect and your own understanding, I'm going to use that for a sign. When you get down in the street, they're going to think you're crazy. You're going to look like you're drunk. You're going to look foolish to the world. But they're going to hear you praising God in a, in a, in an, in a comprehension their own comprehension, no matter what language they are, no matter what they, are you listening? It don't matter whether they're hip-hop 
or have not. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter if they play country music or hardcore rock and roll or, or screaming metal or, you know, or, or easy listen. It don't matter. They're going to hear a new song and a new sound in a term that they understand when you get this power operating in you and through you. What your little offering to me, I'm going to take it and witness to the world with it. They're going to hear me. They're going to hear you praising me, but it's me that it's going to be about. Oh, my God. Now, it says, Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven like the rushing of a violent tempest blast, and it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. Lord, fill this house with something more than satisfaction and spectation and speculation. Are you listening? Shake us and wake us. Fill the room and fill us with something more. Because the world needs... We cannot be effective in the world without the something more that God has. Amen. Now, it says, and they were all filled. They were diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in different foreign languages, tongues as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression. I need to read that again. Loud expression. There was a loud blast from heaven. It says, one translation, a rushing, roaring, mighty wind. Wasn't no gentle breeze, baby. I mean, God was rushing in. He couldn't wait. I mean, he just blew in, blew up, and then blew them out where everybody could see him. I mean, one of the works of the Holy Ghost is a boldness where it don't matter who sees God now. It's God, and we want Him to be seen. And we're willing to be even the loud expression. We've been quiet too long, and the world has suffered because there's no sound from heaven. There's nobody filled with the sound of heaven. There's nobody that's willing to be the witness of that sound in the earth, and that God's voice is louder than all of the other voices. Kept it quiet for too long. Anyhow. The Holy Ghost fell on them. Everybody say the Holy Ghost fell on them. Turn over to Acts, the 10th chapter. Here's Peter in the midst of some hungry folk. And they weren't like everybody else. See, technically, up until that time, the church's stance on that, it was they were the outsiders. They were not included. This is ours and that's not for them. Are you listening? But God, again, sent an angel. All right, all right. <laughs> Had to send, there was again angelic messenger came to Peter. Actually, first he came to Cornelius. Amen. And said, send some men down to Joppa. There's a man named Peter down there. And Peter fell into a trance. Peter was up there praying, 
waiting to eat, but he got up there praying and he got lost in the Holy Ghost. And when he got lost in the Holy Ghost, he had a, he had a vision. I mean, something came down from heaven and God changed his mind. And he thought it, he didn't even know what that meant. But about the same time he woke up from the trance, two men are knocking at the door. Amen. Uh, they were knocking at the door because an angel appeared to a man and said, your prayers and your giving have come up before God. Now you, now you send some men down there and go get Peter. God got to have somebody he can work with. Somebody. And he'll work with angels and he'll work with people that are not freaked out by that. Oh, I'm talking about a miraculous measure and a supernatural supply. Amen. Where Peter was in a limited measure. Cornelius was in a limited measure. But God was about to do the same thing all over again. Listen, and here's what Peter went down there. Thank God for open-minded people. Open-hearted people. People that will obey. People that will get out of the box. People that will step outside of the realm of what everybody says. No, now that's, you know, let's stay with what we know. Let's, you know... uh, uh, God says there's some people outside of the realm of what you're comfortable and what you, and what is convenient for you. And I've got to do, and, and he needs to bring a supernatural supply to them. Now listen, this was the message that he preached in verse 36 says, "You know the contents of the message which he sent to Israel, announcing the good news gospel of peace by Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all." The same message which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, starting from Galilee after the baptism preached by John, how God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power, how he went about doing good. Everybody say, he went about doing. He did something. There was an action in Jesus. Amen. When after the Holy Spirit came on him, and in particular, carrying all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with him. Did you know that that word, how God anointed Jesus with, a, with power, and the whole, with the Holy Ghost and with power, is the same word that, is, that Jesus used in Acts 1 and 8? The word dunamis? It's the same word? Come on now. Miraculous power. Hallelujah. So it's the same measure, the same power that was on Jesus that he told them, you wait, I'm going to put that on you. The Father promised that he would give you the same power he gave me and I want you to do the same things you saw me do. I went about doing. I wasn't just hearing, honey. I was acting. I showed you the action of the thing. Now here's Peter, listen. Peter's preaching this simple message. And he said, and we're eye and ear witnesses of everything that he did, both in the land of the Jews in Jerusalem, and yet they put him out of the way, murdered him, but God raised him on the third day, caused him to be manifest, and not by all the people, but to us who were chosen, designated beforehand by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him, and after he rose from the dead, and he charged us to preach the people, and to bear a thing, and he said, while he was still talking, going on and on and on, I can relate, Sandy goes, you talk? on and on and on and on and on but while he was talking Pastor Ron please come to the piano while he was yet talking the Holy Ghost fell 
on them who he was preaching to. Hey, what you say? While he was preaching, we need to bring a new measure to everything we do. Now, my expectation, all righty then, all righty then, all righty then, all righty then, while I'm preaching, the Holy Ghost fell on them. Now, what? Now, what did, why did he fall on them? To give demonstration, infallible proofs, undeniable evidences of what he was preaching. We're in the book of Acts. Welcome to the real action. Because your days of hearing only, and your days of the days of doing are here. Now you still need to hear what the Holy Ghost is saying to the church. But then we need to take it on out there. Are you listening? And do what the Holy Ghost is saying to the church. Amen. And you know, Pastor Ron, he just doesn't want to, he just doesn't want to tell us, don't he want to show you? See, you thought even this morning service was just for yourself. Well, see, round here, we don't just pray for ourselves. Didn't, didn't the woman of God say by the Holy Ghost? Uh, round here, we just live by faith. God's going to take care of us. We're here to take care of God's business. And God will take care of ours. So, so, so while you're praying, while they were praying, suddenly, a sound, and they heard it. And a sight, and they saw it. Are you listening? to God. I know you can't drink the whole bucket at one time, but please just take a little sip. By faith, put it up to your lips. Get ready. Get ready to receive. Because God's going to show you where people really are. God's going to show you keys to their life. God's going to show you secrets to their situation. God's going to, that power, are you listening? God's going to show you the miracles they need and then God's going to use you to be the supply. He'll just say, ask them, can you pray? Come on now. I know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm, well, I'm scared. Then do it scared. Fear not. Be of good courage. The Lord's with you. Go with God. Expect God. All you know is you're on your way to work and you're praying and one of your co-workers or your boss comes across your mind and all of a sudden, now listen, I'm telling you, suddenly you're going to see. God says, I want you to say something. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And it's the key. Ain't it true? Amen. Leanne came into my office and it, the word bubbled up into my, in my spirit and I began to, uh, I just spoke it to her. 
but it was just it was what God wanted you to have. Was God speaking to you? Amen. It's not that difficult if you're prepared. If you prayed. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you ready for this? Come on, Pastor. Now the work here today is going to be this. The Bible says you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now here's one of the ways you know that is that there's the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Now he'll come on you, but but listen, you don't know you're full. He hasn't filled you until you overflow. The evidence of the overflow of an invisible spirit, of your invisible spirit on the inside of you, is that the Spirit of God is going to give you utterance. He's going to give you words you you couldn't know with your natural intellect. The Bible says we speak with the tongues of men and the tongues of angels. Amen. There's a heavenly language that you use for heavenly things. And you need that. But it comes with Him. Some people, I know whole denominations. Amen. Nothing against them. It's a good thing. But it's not the good thing when they say, well, we embrace the Holy Spirit Uh, But we don't want those tongues. You can't have both. You can have him with you. But if you want him in you, he's going to bring tongues with him. I said he's going to bring tongues with him. Amen. You need your heavenly prayer language. That's how you operate in the power of God. Listen, the first power of God that they operated in, they began to speak as the Spirit gave them the utterance. They didn't have to make it up. The Spirit of God gave them the utterance. The Spirit of God gave them shama shama. God, God gave them that. The Spirit of God gave that to them. Amen. And we have so much fun folks that are saved but got no power have a form of godliness but no power in their life God needs you to have power in your life he said but here's how it comes after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and he wants to come on you are you listening so that he can get in you be in you well I got the Holy Ghost I didn't say that you didn't have the Holy Ghost if you got saved and you asked God for the Holy Ghost but what measure are you bringing to the table What's the measure of the Holy Ghost that you have? Are you listening? Perhaps there's more. Perhaps there is more. And the Bible teaches more. And it's either believed and received or it's doubted, you know, and not. That's just how that works. The Bible says, but there's one baptism. Amen. And John said that. And Jesus quoted, he said, not many days from now, soon, He goes, you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, when you're baptized in water, you're totally immersed. A lot of folks just want to be sprinkled, Frank. That's not, that's sprinkling ain't baptizing. Baptizing, you got to go under. Oh, some folks need to come under the Holy Ghost. They need to go in the Holy Ghost enough where they're all the way immersed and totally under the under the the Spirit of God. Amen. Now listen. Uh, and he said that, that what he's going to do is he's going to infuse your being thoroughly. Your whole soul. Spirit soul. Amen. With the Holy Spirit and you'll receive power. 
and power down into those areas. See where you've been operating as with a man's measure, trying to think it through, trying to figure it out, all that kind of stuff. The world needs somebody. The world is hungry. God's got people prepared that if He can get you full of the Holy Ghost and if He can get you out and send you to them while you yet speak, the Holy Ghost will fall on them. Now why? If you ain't got enough measure for you, how's God going to take out of you and put it on top of them? You got to get in an overflow measure. Amen. In, in life. You got to get to a thing where the slightest little jar, I mean, just bump you just a little bit and you overflowing. Amen. Huh? Now here's where most people are at and then we're going to stop with uh, this. All right? This is where they do. Come all the way up to the edge. Now this bottle... Most people look at it and they would say, it's full. Can you see it? Look at it. That bottle's full. The bottle's full. Would you agree? Bottle's full. You see it? But you see it? Huh? It's not full. I'll tell you when it's full. Are you listening? Lord, forgive me. Amen. We'll deal with it later. It's just water. Right? Now it's full. Now it's full. Now it's really full. Now it's really full. Amen. Amen. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Thank you. Oh, that's for this. I'm sorry. I don't know where it went. We'll have to get it later. Praise God. Anybody interested in this today? Hallelujah. I preach the word to you. And while I preach it, God's moved in on top of you. You might see it for the very first time. I'm talking about this more and better. But don't listen, don't be afraid. If you'll step out today, God's going to baptize people in the Holy Ghost. And you're going to get the evidence of speaking with us. The evidence goes. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.